0: Good morning, listeners, and welcome again to Mercury, A Broadcast of Hope. Today is day 191 since we came back on the air, and I'm Agnes Drew. We've got another Stories for Stories today, this one from Theo, whose story made its way to us all the way from Florida. In return for this, we've sent Theo a book. Hopefully, some folks who are heading in his direction will be kind enough to get the book to him. Here is Theo's story. My name is Theo, and I'm hanging on by myself here on some 40 acres in rural north-central Florida. I don't encounter many people, which is how I've always liked it. I see Wes every now and then. He does regular patrols to look in on people like me. He says he heard from some travelers that you guys got a radio station going up north, and you're looking for stories from survivors. I'm writing mine down, and will give it to him next time I see him. Maybe it will make its way to you. I don't know if it will, and I don't expect anything in return. But I wanted to share my story with someone. My family lived in Kentucky for generations, but when I was two, my folks and grandpa packed up and moved down here. I don't know why. My folks were hippies, and I guess they just had enough of the life up there. Most of our property is just woods, but part of it opens up along a narrow bend of the Oklawaha River. I never really got along with my folks. They bought the property for pretty cheap, but I don't think they really knew what to do with it once they had it. They were always coming up with plans that never accomplished anything but make me mad, so we argued a lot. I preferred to spend time by myself in the woods, or fishing. Later, once we got the internet, I would hole up in my room and poke around message boards, learning all sorts of coding tricks and such. I didn't mind listening to Grandpa pick his banjo after dinner. He never forced it like my dad seemed to do with all his stuff. I was homeschooled and did classes online. I had no interest in borrowing money to get a degree from some college, so I studied on my own and picked up many certifications. Eventually, I got a little reputation for myself and started making pretty good money doing IT work. As soon as I could, I moved away from home and didn't look back, eventually settling outside Atlanta. I didn't talk to my family much at all. I worked a lot, and spent most of my free time on the dark web. In the last 10 years, I got deep into cryptocurrency, and when the stuff I was doing became popular all of a sudden, I got spooked and cashed out. For the first time in my life, I was rich. And for a while I lived the high life. I sent my folks some money, but that was it. I had a lot of time on my hands and started reading apocalypse novels. Not zombies or aliens, but realistic scenarios that I thought could actually happen. Stories of Russian cyber attacks or Chinese EMPs crippling the country and the ensuing chaos. Lots of different avenues to political collapse and ruin. All that stuff went to my head pretty quick, so I became a prepper. Stocking up on long-term prepackaged food, guns, medicine, Everything I would need. I was so lucky because it was just after that when the zombies started showing up. I called home, told my folks I was coming with supplies, and drove all night. But all I found when I got there was the door wide open, no sign of my family. Zombies had made a mess of the place. It was dicey for a while. I had to do a lot of repairs, some to fix what was broken, and some to beef up the defenses. I had to put down a lot of zombies, which I burned out back. I have everything I need to survive until this situation is resolved. It's rare that zombies come around anymore, but when they do, let's just say that they can't do much harm to me. A few things the zombies didn't touch like my mom's journals and my grandfather's banjo. Reading those journals is very hard. I am so angry at myself for not spending more time with them when I could. I'm sure all survivors feel that way, but few people went as far out of their way to avoid their family as I did. And I didn't understand how my mom felt. So every day I read a little bit more about how she could put a name to every bird song in the county, about how she struggled to keep pace with whatever new notion would pop into my dad's head, about what they left behind in Kentucky, and what they brought with them. But mostly I'm noticing how much alike we were as kids, both running away to the woods when we could, to build little dams out of creek stones or do whatever else made sense to us. I practice the banjo every day, too. I'll never be as good as Grandpa, but it's just about the closest thing I have to family tradition. I don't have any electricity now that I've run out of gasoline, and the Internet wouldn't work even if I did. I fish a lot and walk around the land like I used to, But the difference is, now I don't do it to get away from my folks. I do it to get closer to them. That's so touching, Theo. Thank you for sharing that with us. I hope your family got away and is just in hiding somewhere. Finding no sign of them can actually be a really good sign. Stay safe, everyone, and take care of each other.